Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Business leaders in corporate and privately held companies gain insights into trends and strategies that provide them with a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Each episode focuses on areas such as marketing, sales, innovation, or funding that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players. Where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entries or knowing how to navigate the uncertainty of disruptive developments, mind feeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation, and marketing. And we will be talking in the future much more about the important trends that are affecting the way we manage our companies in the demand to being sustainable, more environmentally and socially friendly, and becoming more empathic leaders. So let's get started on today's topic. So in this episode today, we are going to look at how AI can change the way leaders attract talents. Now, the fact is that companies and employees are changing. We have different generations and different preferences. Life is changing, people are adapting. And that's where employers also have to adapt. They are implementing new technology, new work processes, new technology, looking into new markets, new products, new services. That's where we have to go and look how can we, as employers of any size, improve. Keep talents and attract more talents. Another thing is many businesses have a limiting belief that they are not going to get any good people on the market and they can't get them. They actually believe that the big players, the big brands like Coca-Cola, BMW, Microsoft, Google, Apple, Siemens, GE, British Telecom, any other kind of big, big company, let's name it Deutsche Bank, Unicredit, Bank of America, Bank of Nova Scotia, and so on and so on. They all have emptied the market. They've got all the best people because they can offer them the highest salary, the best perks, and they go and get them already at the university before they're even finished on that. And if they don't get them, they leave the country and go to work in another place, other company, or startup that's more attractive than the traditional company, the existing business. And it doesn't matter if your company has 
20 employees, five employees, a hundred, a thousand, five thousand, you're still supposedly small and insignificant. The reality is actually very different. You do have an opportunity, you do have a chance. Unfortunately, some people make it very difficult for themselves to hire new people. They are overdoing the rounds of how to hire. They are leaving people in the dark and simply forgetting them. And that's what, of course, is a problem when we have too many things happening at the same time. We use the limiting beliefs and we then put an expectation where we then think they have to beg for a job. That's not the case. And especially now, when companies need certain kind of expertise, which isn't available in unbelievable amounts, we have to look at different ways how to get them. Now, you might be asking yourself, why does that have to be relevant to artificial intelligence? Now, let's first think, what are they doing wrong, these companies? What are they doing? So they are keeping people in a loop. They're maybe writing job descriptions that are so outdated. Nobody would want to work that nowadays. You maybe have a wrong understanding of what the job actually includes. So an example, let's say someone in IT needs to get a new network administrator that knows about virtualization. What does the HR person do? And writes a job description, posts it on some job portal or whatever, on LinkedIn or anything else, and then hmm, nothing happens. Of course, because then they say, yeah, well, you have to have 10 years of experience, you have to have a master's degree, or maybe even better, PhD. Let's face it, who really needs a PhD? Not everybody in this world. Uh, and for most jobs, you don't even need a master. Now, the thing is, what else do they do? They, of course, go and add descriptions, and then sometimes they think, oh, we need to offer a food basket, free food and stuff. Let's face it, what's it if you are again in a pandemic or anything else and you're sitting in your home office? You're not getting food delivered home. Yeah? Your employer is not actually sending you food home. Of course not. Yeah? So why should it be a perk for me to have free coffee like they did like 20 years ago? They would say in certain companies, oh, you get this free coffee. And Let's face it, wherever I've worked in the past, at least as an employee, I never got free coffee and no food baskets and all these kind of other things. And I still did my job. But the thing is, times change. People have different expectations, generations. We have new technology, new ways of working, new ways of co-working and that. And things change. That means, of course, that we have different kind of conversations. We interact differently. And the technology that we use to complete our task, whether we're in accounting, in sales, IT, product development, logistics, even customer service, customer care, or whatever you would like it to call it, it is changing. And artificial intelligence is going into all different areas of our businesses. 
Of course, big companies and medium-sized companies will be using a lot more and very small companies like startups and so on, they might use here and there AI because they are willing to test out new products and if they don't like one product, they'll just essentially switch to a different one. So they're more open, of course, to the SaaS software as a service subscription model, um, but uh, medium-sized companies, not really. So they are still often using outdated software and, and and when a new potential employee comes and sees, oh, they're still using this old stuff and this old stuff. <laughs> There's some companies even still using Windows 95. You can't imagine that. Yes, or Windows 2000. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <clears throat> Never mind. Never mind. It's their choice, but it's not their employee's choice. I mean, the talent person doesn't want to use any kind of outdated systems. But it's clear that there are security risks, outdated, no longer supported, and so on. And <clears throat> any kind of cost justification is just silly. It's a silly excuse. Now, the fact is, when we look at AI in regards to keeping people or even attracting people, it's understanding what actually is important to our job position. So what do we really need in that job position? Whether it's from talent, skills, knowledge, experience, uh, software, hardware, knowledge, etc. And then actually finding what's matching in the market. Hmm? Does this job actually fit that person? Because it's like hiring somebody and then losing them maybe four weeks, six months later because they have realized that the job is not what they want, their superiors are behaving badly, the company culture is horrible, and let's face it, anyone who is working there is just working there because they need the job. And that's not a good framework for actually attracting talented people. They will eventually seek an escape, whether they start their own company, or they go and find a different company that they can work for. And that's how things then eventually change and people find a better place. And using AI to understand people helps us because we do all tend to become, in a certain way, blind to what's happening around us. We use our own beliefs, our things that we have placed as priorities, properties, information, and criteria. Things that we've learned, of course, often as well in childhood, from our parents, friends, other culture and surroundings, and even our former bosses who might have influenced us, might have coached us, must have given us here and there some good advice. Yes, it's good to have some advice, but you always have to validate and adapt it to where you are and what you're doing in the time when you are doing it. So actually, hey, now imagine you have an artificial system and it's doing the job for you. Well, it's not actually going to go and say, let's get rid of all the HR staff because we don't need them. Of course not. And it's not going to get rid of all the salespeople and IT people and so on. It's about simplifying our work and focusing on the relevant things that people can't do without technology. 
and that's how things happen. And when they are going towards the right direction, we see that you can change the world. Unfortunately, leaders are the ones who have to do the top-down process of actually realizing that things have to be changed. They have to commit because otherwise middle management will stop at a certain level when there's too much resistance. So top management has to be supportive to those who are willing to go new ways of hiring, training, reskilling, upskilling, all the different kinds of keywords you would like to have in your business, you will have to do them. And that's where it comes to saying, okay, who do I upskill? It's not just about saying, oh, I'm just upskilling the people with a master's degree or a PhD. No, I'm upskilling everybody. From the janitor to the data science analyst who's starting some kind of data science technology. Yeah, and that's how we can do these things. Now, in the next episode, we'll be talking about a similar topic and looking at how we can improve our business, our leadership, and our strategies on how to improve our business so that we are successful in the times when things go up and down and round the bend. Have a great day. My name was Christian Bartsch. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of The Growth Zone Show with Christian Bartsch. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media, please. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website meetchrisbarch.com. I will be adding the link into the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. On my website, you will also find the links to free templates. If you're looking for the books I have published on marketing, innovative technology, and sustainable business strategies, just simply click on publication to find my book list. The world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a business leader, you need to bypass the sandbanks that can hurt your performance. For those of you who are signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a few copies of my ultimate guide on content marketing and an ESG compliant cheat sheet. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years and also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized enterprises and international clients around the world. The link to sign up to our free broadcasting service 
and the guide is at meetchrisbarch.com. That will give you access to the most recent versions of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me on Twitter by using the Twitter handle capbarch. It's spelled C-A-P-B-A-R-T-S-C-H. Yes, that is C-A-P-Barch, or spelled Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel. <laughs>